Welcome to Being Pennywise. I'm Alison Porter, founder of Pennywise Consultants. If you're preparing to uncouple through divorce or separation, this podcast is here to help you navigate the process and arrive at a fair outcome, ready to start the next stage of your life. I'll be in conversation with family lawyers and barristers, mediators, divorce coaches, and other experts. I will be sharing their advice and guidance to empower your choices, being wise about your pennies. Hello again. Today's guest, Simon Giddings, isn't a lawyer, a mediator, or a specialist advisor, but in fact, a chartered security professional. And you might well be wondering why I've invited him onto the Being Pennywise podcast series on divorce. I think today's episode is going to surprise you all for a number of different reasons, and you'll quickly see why Simon is a must-have guest for me. The truth is you may need to protect yourself in all sorts of ways, especially if you're in an acrimonious divorce scenario, or you suspect there's an element of coercive control in your relationship. To introduce Simon, Simon is a chartered security professional. He's a leading international security specialist with extensive private family and business experience, managing complex situations in often very challenging environments. He's the founder and senior influence at Blackstone Consultancy. He has a solid pedigree and a wealth of international experience. He embraces challenge, diversity, and has an ability to understand variable equations of risk, not focusing on one-dimensional threats. Prior to this, Simon spent several years in a senior position with Aegis Defence Services, managing private and government clients internationally. His education was provided from spending 15 years in the British Army, serving on several operational deployments, including an overseas detachment with SO-15 Counter-Terrorist Command. He planned, operated and managed operations against terrorism and crime entities in numerous tours of duty in sensitive high-threat environments overseas, operating in both supervisory and line roles. Personable and forthright, I can vouch for that, Simon holds the industry accolade of chartered accreditation and is an advocate of professional development and works as a mentor enabling others. So now we're going to explore some of the ways we can protect ourselves. Welcome to Being Pennywise, Simon. Thank you, Alison. And thank you to all the listeners that have tuned in for this. Well, I'm sure they're really looking forward to what you have to say. Let's dive straight in by explaining the typical kind of divorce case clients you work with. So first off, I'll say that all divorces are different by nature as they involve two people separated so nobody nobody can really know what's going on in any sort of marriage as it breaks down or partnership the type of ways that we help our clients are to identify any extramarital affairs that have gone on finding and tracing assets that haven't been disclosed in the form ease understanding and enabling clients that have experienced coercive and controlling behavior and supporting them and sitting protective layers around them, making them feel safe and working with victims of domestic violence and abuse. So not one, not just one area of, of part of the business. 
No, and of course, connected often with violence and domestic abuse is economic abuse. And that's something that we come across, sadly, too often. And we find that clients don't have access to their bank accounts or bank statements. They probably, they may have access to a credit card, but that is paid by their partner who monitors everything they're spending. And it's it's very frightening for them, actually. So we're always trying to think of ways we can help them. And I suppose, actually, you being able to find undisclosed assets and things can help with that. Yeah, 100%. And, and it... You've used a great word there. It is scary, and and people in that situation where they their control has been taken from them to the point where that has become the norm. It's almost in an showering somebody with kindness, but too much is how it comes. Quite a narcissistic approach within a relationship, and we see this more often than not. Unfortunately, this is overtaken these days by too many people crying foul, but a true victim of this where they have every element, they have no access to banks, they have no bank card. Somebody has always delivered the straw. That is that is not the sign of a healthy relationship. Actually, that leads me to a question I'd like to ask you. We've had a couple of clients recently who've wondered how they can pay us without their partner knowing. And that has provided us with some difficulty. And in fact, one we've deferred to when they have some money at the end of their court case. But is there a way that clients can pay for us or or someone else who's helping, maybe a divorce coach, without their other half knowing how they're doing it? Is it possible to pay by PayPal? That is a way. We have clients who do pay us by PayPal. Again, from the accountant end of ours, it's totally disclosed. Um, We have set up... um, separate forms of communication for them because more often than not if somebody in this kind of coercive relationship their their communications could also be monitored so we have to set up different ways to chat with these clients we will meet face to face first and foremost it's important for us to establish trust if somebody's been subjected to this amount of control the last thing they want is uh, to, to be given out more trust so we try to align each client with a with an operations manager, or even myself was one of the senior management team. To and we won't change that person. That person will become a consistent feature because you don't want to. You need continuity, especially when you're dealing with somebody in quite a highly emotional state, and going through quite a lot of trials and tribulations. They need that consistency. That's very reassuring because. That is the way we operate as well. You know, our clients are allocated to one project assistant and they do build up a bond with that person and a level of trust because divorce is anyway a very invasive process. And then, of course, we've got these other layers that they have to deal with as well. 100% it involves people's personal emotions. Anything with emotions could could go anyway. So why would our clients need your services and what situations would they need your services? So firstly, we consider ourselves, we, we don't like to work outside of a legal framework. And this is key. We want to work alongside 
as part of your legal representation. We will sit down as part of the legal team. If you don't have a, a, a legal team in place, we generally have connectivity We've, through somebody like yourself, Alison, or law firms or LLCs that we work alongside where we would refer them straight in. Because again, we're there to we're there to provide investigative intelligence and security services. We're not lawyers or solicitors and we don't want to play outside of our field. So it is key at an early stage getting really strong legal representation. Then we build from that strategic goals and aims where we consult with the, the legal team and align the interests of the clients. The two don't work separately. We would very, very rarely, or it'd be very unique for us to work outside of, or not work alongside a, a law firm. Well, I think our listeners and lawyers will find that really helpful and reassuring. So what technology tripwires should people be aware of and what sensible measures should they take? Well, it's a great question. Technology is obviously a great enabler. And when a family unit is breaking down, you have to understand, especially if you're in a coercive relationship, that any apps that you've downloaded can be accessible from the app store. So if your relationship's breaking down and you still have access to your family store, I'll be able to identify what apps have been downloaded from a kind of financial perspective, banking apps, uh, because so many of these offshore banks will just, you can operate now from a banking app. You'd be looking at access to devices, change the passwords. Don't just change the passwords for your, for your iCloud, but change the passwords on the router in the home change the password for remote access to your CCTV if you have that. We've seen cases before, or we've dealt with clients before. The partner was viewing what was going on in the family home through the remote through remote, sorry, through remote access on the CCTV and able to record the movements of the family. That level of coercion is just unacceptable. We've seen that access where clients would be meeting, going to meet their friends and their ex-partner would be there. And that's simply because of the shared calendar. So if you get the feeling of there's no such thing as a coincidence, there's going to be information that you're freely given away. Understand on your social media what you're commenting on. If you start to feel like things are, are, are beyond a coincidence, then we would come in and we would check the house or listening devices, where we've seen devices that can cost 15, 20 pounds for covert recording devices, where we've seen those in the home, where we've identified those and removed those to as, to as far as where, where devices, access has been effectively, home devices have been hacked, where former partners have been monitoring and have put software on the home computer see what their partners are, are talking about to the to the legal representation. So it, at all ends of the spectrum, first thing really is change your passwords. And with regards to what I mentioned, change the passwords on your router. A simple solution is go on something like YouTube, type that into YouTube, and there are so many helpful guides to, to take you along that journey. You talked about shared devices and things. So Apple, of course, is one of those. I think yep. quite often our clients are advised to get an Android phone. 
I think both the, both Apple and Android are are susceptible to the same pretty much oh, same are they? problem. You're starting your new life, focusing on the positive. Set up yourself a new email address. Start link. Keep that to. I mean, we say separately when we're advising clients on financial matters. Set up different emails for different parts of your life. So you set up an email address based solely on your shopping for things like Amazon. And most online shops, you just use that email address for that. If you have banking apps, you set up an email just for that. And what you're doing is you're compartmentalizing your life. You're not disclosing those emails. Anything linked to your social media, use a different email address. Keep things private. That way, nobody will know what you're doing. Share those private emails if you want with a close, with a, with a close circle of friends. But for things like your banking and your shopping, you don't have to disclose that. Gosh, I hadn't even thought of that. I think I'll be looking at my email <laughs> accounts after this. So thinking specifically about women who are divorcing, is there any sort of special advice you'd give to them? Yes, certainly. I would, without doubt, say take professional advice. Divorce is a, is a long road, is a process, it is emotionally laden whenever we do something as similar in size such as massive investments or buying a property we take professional advice divorce more often than not we initially we talk to our friends and we take their advice obviously take listen to your friends but at the earliest stage seek professional advice there are tr there are professionals out there that will give you time and will listen to you and it's listening is key here and, and they would have seen and heard these before and, and understand how to approach it and have your interests, your, your best interests at heart. So I would say take good legal representation. If you're going to engage with a company such as Blackstone Consultancy, ensure that anything that they're doing is admissible under the rules of evidence and can be used in family court ask that question is this admissible if it isn't it is a waste of your money and a waste of your time and and through divorce you have to financially plan things and the last thing you need to do is be throwing money away well that is very sound advice and from requests we've sent you to assist pennywise clients we know that you don't just work on personal security but that you also do investigation work into finding hidden assets like bank accounts and undisclosed properties. I mean, this sort of follows on from what you were saying before, but how do you set about doing this without breaking any laws? So again, first thing, if, we, if, we're, if it's obtained illegally, it cannot be used. It is, it is the poison chalice and no solicitor out there or any no lawyer will, will accept it. And so it's just, that's the first off, it's a mute subject. Even I'd say in areas such as surveillance, some family court judges can take quite a dim view of it and how it's obtained. Again, I'll talk briefly about surveillance. It's a phenomenal tool that can be used at the right time to acquire the right information. It is no silver bullet. Though. So it's just, again, listening to professionals about when the best use of it is we work multi-jurisdictional internationally and we have access to what you call closed data sets 
conduct three different levels of due diligence, obtaining credit reports, again, at an international level. We also access dark web through the Onion Router, and we can acquire information that's been released on there. Everything we do, we can set out in a way that shows how, again, we've obtained it. There is no dark art to this. Again, it's before we follow the rules of evidence. And even though we, even with regards to the way we conduct our surveillance, we abide by what's called the Regulatory Investigatory Powers Act and ensure that we're in accordance with that. Even though we don't have to be, we still do for professional, our own professional standards. Well, that's, that's very clear. Now, this is my final question, actually, sadly, because I'm rather enjoying talking to you. I normally end up by asking my legal experts about changes in the law that we all need to be made aware of, but perhaps more relevant in this instance is to ask you about the changes in terms of technology and personal security that you'd like to highlight. You've talked to me before about things being wired or not wired and that kind of thing. Police responses are are what they should be in certain postcodes. If you're thinking you're going to, if as you transition from into a, into your new life, understand that early things to change would be in enhancing the, the security of your home and have it more suitable for yourself. Again, we offer a consultancy service on this. We just we'll have a chat with whoever. There's no there's no cash register turning over as we have these conversations, and we'll get we give good strong advice. Understand what's going on around your environment, what we call the atmospherics. And if if you generally, our rule of thumb is, if you feel vulnerable or you actually feel concerned, then speak to somebody. The, the police, for example, are still phenomenal at what they do. The rule of law exists well in this country. I know there's been things in the media over the past couple of years that are changing public opinion. However, the police are there. They care. There are people there to support you. So if, if things are going on, nefarious things are happening with a former partner record it date these things write them down make a record and report it these things are there to support you and ultimately you're not on your own there are people out there that will help okay well that's that's great so what i need to do now is thank you simon this has been amazingly instructive chat and I'm sure we'll have listeners thinking very carefully about the measures they ought to take to protect their information and their personal security going forwards. If our listeners would like to get advice or instruct Blackstone Consultancy, could you tell us the best way to get in touch? First off, I'll say probably through yourselves. Okay. Yeah, that's <laughs> fine. That happens. If not, we, we have a website yes. where it's monitored 24 hours a day. And we're we're very we we have a we're very responsive with clients, mm. and we'd rather deal with somebody. Never feel like you're bothering us, is what I would say, because there are things that there are worse things out there, and if we can put people's minds at risk, we're all quite public service, public facing as an organisation, and and ultimately we like to help and enable people. If a few words of comfort. Or, or points people in the right direction is what we give, but that's not a problem. But ultimately, those people that are listening are, list- are tuned in because of you, Alison. So, oh, well, that's that's very kind. <laughs> but 
But, you haven't mentioned um, that I've got a cold either. No, I haven't. I was I was going to thank you at the end for that, for coming on, even though you've got a cold. I know our listeners will have found this really useful, and I think a couple of the key takeaways from this are that it's imperative to seek professional advice, including legal advice, and also that if things... I was interested when you said if things seem more than a coincidence, they probably are. So trust your instincts. And if you feel vulnerable, talk to somebody. So thank you. Pennywise Consultants works with lawyers, barristers, financial advisors and divorce coaches to provide an all-encompassing cost-effective service for all our clients. And there's lots more about us on our website www.pennywiseconsultants.co.uk But before I go, I need to say goodbye to Simon and thank him very much for joining us, even with a horrible cold. It's really kind and I'm absolutely delighted to have done this podcast with you. Thank you for the opportunity. Great. Great.